DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you by Mark Miller. DJ and PK in the morning, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. We had on Matt Harpering about an hour ago, and PK, you got into it with him on the question everybody wants to dig into and get to the answer. Where are the Jazz going to be seated? Where do we want them to be seated? How will they match up with whoever they're seated with? Uh, if they're two, then who's... Well, there's tons of questions here, but here's PK with Matt Harpering trying to figure out where the Jazz want to be seated. Suns are good. There's no doubt about it. And big surprise yeah. team. As far as the Jazz, I give you two seed and full health. What percentage would you quickly sign off of it? Would it be like 80, 90, 100%? What would it be? Who's the seventh seed? I don't know. <laughs> I can't guarantee well, that. When you come up with that answer, I'll, I'll give you my answer. <laughs> that's a, that's even know, more difficult to determine on stuff. the ba- below than it is yeah. above. Well, I mean, you look at the Lakers. Uh, they're a couple games out of the seventh seed. Um, you know, that that's a big whoa, really. I mean, it's it, yeah, that's true. I mean, they're thirty-seven and twenty-eight. You know, Portland's thirty-six and twenty-nine. I mean, there's not a lot separating one game, and without LeBron. You know, Schroeder's in the protocol for 10, 14 days. And so, you know, a lot of stuff can happen. But can you imagine, uh, you know, if the Jazz fall to two and the Lakers go to seven, a 2-7 first-round matchup? I felt like I was watching a tennis match there. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Can't answer the question. Well, and another answer, it's a, it's like a house of cards. And if any one card moves, then they all move. True. Yeah, absolutely. I can't argue with that. But my, I maintain the stance, If got to have health. Health can be the great equalizer in so many sports and in really life in general, and we've seen it, and we've seen it in the playoffs. And it always sucks because you go through a long regular season. Whatever sport it is, it's a long regular season, and then to not have all your guys in the postseason, it just, man, it's just brutal. You know, you don't get the payoff there. And so you want health, but I believe if the Jazz have that health, I don't care who the seventh seed is. Why do I care? Well, I think the Lakers only go to the seventh seed if they don't have their health, right? I guess there's a small chance that they fall to the seventh seed because they're not healthy, and then just as they get healthy, LeBron wins this, comes back, he's healthy, and they win the seven eight game, and so they're at full health. That that seems like a pretty narrow window to shoot. If they're seven, they're probably not healthy. And if LeBron comes back in the next game and starts playing well, then they're probably going to be fifth or sixth anyway. Yeah, and I would think that uh, that's the one intrigue I'll give you in this. I don't need to see a 10th seed or a 10th place team, seven games under 500, get more chances to suck. (laughs) But I do think the intrigue, and it's sort of unintended, really. Maybe it was intended. I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't spoken to any of these people who've done this. But to... The rather than who's going to finish tenth and slide into that spot, I don't give a crap. <laughs> it's not a good team either way. The intrigue, and we're seeing it in the complaining, is the teams that are sixth and possibly falling to seventh. That's where the intrigue is, and those teams not tanking and having a greater uh, uh, sense of urgency. That's where I'm most intrigued in this playoff thing that they got going on. That's what has captured my interest far more than if I get to see more Zion Williamson shoved in my face. I don't care about that. They've had all these games, and they're 10th, 
out of 16th and you made the playoffs? Let's give everybody a trophy and an orange slice here. This is getting ridiculous. The intrigue, and that's why Cuban and LeBron have come out and complained against it, is the 6th and 7th place team. Because it's too happenstance once you get in that spot. Of course you want to have four opportunities to win and four opportunities to lose rather than one or two. It's too much can happen in that. An off night, a missed free throw, who knows what. A foul trouble, any number of things could lead to an early exit when you're in that dropping from that 6 to 7. So of all the things that have happened on this, I think everybody is they're missing the point. If you want intrigue, that's the intrigue. Because the, 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 the ninth and 10th place teams, you don't hear them saying, oh, this is a joke. Why do we have this? I should be taking it easy and getting ready for summer vacation, but now i got to play hard. No one's saying that. But what you're hearing, people complaining at the top side of this new deal. That's where the intrigue is, and that's what makes it as far more fun because you have quality teams. Dallas... When they're good, they're pretty doggone good. You've got an all-NBA player there, and we need we don't need to speak to the Lakers. They'd speak for themselves. That's where the intrigue is. So I would think that whoever those two teams are, if it's let's say it's Dallas and the Lakers and it stays like that, those teams are going to try to ball out the rest of the way because they don't want to get in that seventh spot. Absolutely true. And I think the complaining that we've heard from Cuban – the complaining that we've heard from Luka Doncic, the complaining we've now heard from LeBron James, you know, those are three pretty prominent people in the NBA, and none of them want any part of that seven. Five, six is way more valuable than seven. Whoever people want the day, da- I need to be fired. <laughs> people, people want that time off, and the five and the six time off to get your get your team healthy, especially in the case of the Lakers who have championship experience and you know they were winning two out of three games for a pretty good chunk of the season and now what are they nine and I think there's something like nine and 15 in their last 24 because of injuries they, they, yeah. they wouldn't be in this mix that's probably in, in the Mavericks it's not to the same degree but they're probably looking at the Porzingis injuries although he's hurt a lot and saying well we we'd be a little better and we wouldn't be in this mix with the Blazers and the Lakers if we were healthy so yeah. it's bad enough that you drop there but if you feel like you drop there because of injuries, then you're really bitter. And that's what we're hearing. And most of them have been, because when they're healthy, those are pretty good teams. And when they're on, when you've got a player the the caliber of uh, Doncic and obviously LeBron, you you have shots. Every game you play, I mean, you have shots to win. There's no doubt. You're not going to win them all, and you're probably going to lose a fair amount, but you have a chance to win because that player is just that good and can dictate so much of the outcome. Yeah, that's everybody who keeps talking about the bottom end, they got it all wrong. Who cares what Washington is doing? No, it's the fact that these teams are trying to avoid the six and seven, six from seven spot almost at all costs. That's where they hit the bonus. That, and those teams are already in, most likely. I mean, they could fall uh, depending on uh, going forward for, for years to come. That's why I think they should keep it. It's because the race to get out of 7th, not to get in at 10th, who gives a crap about that? I, I just don't care. No, the race to get out of 7th, that's where it is. So get, you're, you're tight with Locke, and he likes to pump this stuff up. Tell him that's what he needs to be saying. I think he, he did won. say it when he was on with us. We can go back and pull the bite, but I think he said that it gave value, you know, the top, 
the top two want two rounds of home court, and three and four want to make sure they have first-round home court, but five and six want to make sure they avoid the playoffs. Seven and eight want to give themselves at least two chances to get through this play-in. Better to be seven, eight than nine, ten. You know, you only have to win one out of two as opposed to having to win two out of two, which is what nine and ten do. So, Well, you're rewarding teams that are good, not rewarding teams that are crappy. And so what we have is fewer teams completely shutting it down. Oklahoma City has shut it down. That's why they lost by 57 and were down by 60 or 65 or whatever it was to the Pacers. They've shut it down. The Houston Rockets, who the Jazz are going to see on Saturday, Houston Rockets shut it down. Shut it down? Do they have any? Who do they have to shut down? <laughs> That's what they did. They gutted their roster. Both those teams gutted their roster. But we don't. Yeah, but that was well before the playoffs. It was, race. but we don't need ten teams like that rolling around in the NBA. Fully a third of the NBA not trying to compete. And whether they not they don't try to compete because they just strip their roster down with trades, or because they tell guys you're not playing the last dozen yeah, games of you, the year. You can say that, and Houston Astros did it, and then they won a World Series. So. I mean, the Jazz did it. Come on here. But don't we want, and if it works for your team, that's great. But on the whole, as a league, wouldn't you rather have two or four teams doing it rather than eight or ten teams doing it? Because the Spurs are trying now. It depends on what you want to spin. What what would the Spurs be doing if they were tanking? Letting DeMar DeRozan have the rest of the year off. Well, so they let him have him off the other night. They're yep. still so. If you buy tickets to that game and Demar Derozan isn't playing, it doesn't matter. Do you care he's playing in the next game? They sort of are tanking. Demar Derozan is resting. Resting for what? The Jazz, because <laughs> it was the more winnable game, but they didn't get it. They didn't even come close to getting it. Why is that? Why? Yeah, I guess with the Jazz without Mitchell. Yeah, or, right. Uh, because they knew that Mitchell wasn't playing and Conley wasn't playing. Great. And so if you bought tickets to the Spurs in a regular game, a regular year, and would they have tickets available, I don't know what Texas, I think Texas has a Republican governor, so they're open. Uh, so if you bought tickets to that game, that is tanking to you. And you that was the only game you could go see? And you go, and Pirtle and DeMar are not playing? DeMar's probably... Arguably, at least, if not actually without an argument, your best player, and he didn't play. What do you call that? Resting? What, what is resting, in a sense? Try to you give can, yourself the best chance to win the next night, as opposed to not good. competing for the last 10 to 15 games Great, of the and season. you bought tickets to that game. Well, I understand that they believe that they have a better chance to beat the Jazz. Great, and I just spent 150 bucks, and my best guy isn't playing. Come on. What difference does that make to you? You're not the casual fan here, the common dude. I am. I look out for my brothers and sisters. And I didn't come from college educations. And so those folks, they had to save money and he doesn't play that game because they think they have a better chance? And they start doing it in friggin' October? Holy cow. Holy cow. Good That's grief, where it ends. as you would say on the air. We know what you would say off the air. Bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm Joe Bleep and Ingles crossed with Jerry Bleep and Sloan. But on the air, good grief. <laughs> so By good. the way, Joe Ingles so is now good. in Jerry Sloan territory. Yes! 
So you are you're an expert. I sometimes I just sit back and marvel. Admire my genius. The kingdom you have created. It's just <laughs> the kingdom I have created. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. What is that? Some like yeah. Star Wars planet? I read. May the fourth be with you. Thank well, you. you yeah. Very timely. Well, actually, Very timely, right? Actually, if instead of the fourth with you, it's the first and the fifteenth that are with you. <laughs> He's referring to the first and the 15th planets from the sun. I am referring to paychecks. Oh! And, and Yak, why does Sniggy live in Utah? Why does Sniggy live in Utah? Yeah, I live in Utah for the paychecks. Yak can't find it. I'll just say it. Don't worry, Yak. I had to get to the Take other page. Take the day off. I know. I legitimately have, it, I have an entire page built for your drops. I'll fake the drops for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not faking. You spoke from the heart. You saved the school 600 grand? That's the wrong one. Because you already did the other one. That's not what he called for. You already did the other one, though. So. All hail PK. <laughs> make that a drop. Uh, where am I going? <laughs> I'm going to hail. <laughs> San Bernardino. Uh, so I just, I appreciate this stuff at the top end because the Laker had, the Laker game was a fun game to watch, even though, you know, guys weren't playing. Understandably, if LeBron tweaked his ankle, so be it. I mean, I can't argue that. And obviously Jamal Murray's out there with crutches. So we understand his, and PJ Dozier, they had to take him off. He's moved in the starting lineup, so I don't know if not that he's a big time player by any stretch, but the Nuggets don't seem to be getting any breaks here. And no, I mean, it, it, if he's your second string guy, but he's playing well, well but then he goes down. In, he's starting now. now. You're well, yeah, but because of Jamal Murray, right? He's taking some of and those Barton. minutes and and Barton, I think yeah, maybe more. And so, so you Barton. just keep like now you if you lose your top two guys at a position, now you play your third and fourth guys, and you know if if Forrest comes in and plays well like he has for the Jazz, then. Okay, that helps you get through. You know these last couple of games. That's good, uh, but how much can you count on that in the long run? You know, you need, you need a better competition when you get there. Yeah, sure. Right. And I think that's that's clearly why the Nuggets lost. Yep. I mean, they're 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 limping down the stretch here, uh, big time, and that's a shame because you play all these regular season games. You'd like to see everybody at health, but when it comes to the Jazz, take who you may, man. I mean, if you end up, you what I see happening is no worse than two. I think we most of us I think, agree with that. I right? think what happened last night really, it, it was a pretty narrow path for the Nuggets to get there, but they had a shot. You know, they were within three and they could move within two on Friday. Maybe they get some help along the way. But instead it goes the other way, and now the Jazz are up by four games with seven to go. If the Jazz yeah. go four and three, the Nuggets can go undefeated, and the Jazz win the Northwest Division and don't drop below the two seed. So four and three doesn't seem like that much, and I don't know that the Nuggets are going undefeated the rest of the way. If they lose one, the Jazz only have to go three and four. Who doesn't take two seed in health? Gosh, I don't at the care start who of the year. Seven. At the start of the year, everybody would have signed off on that. Nobody was considering the one seed at the start of the year. I wasn't. I thought two was top end. I, I really believe two. I think I said that numerous times. And you put, you I, pushed for it. I wouldn't commit to it because of the Lakers and Clippers. I thought if everything else went right, they could get to three. And yet here are the Jazz and Suns. Jazz are one now because they're half game up on the Suns, who are two. And these two teams have been trading one and two back. Yeah, and the Suns play now. Cleveland tonight. So and then a back to back, they got to go to Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a tough team. Yeah, a, uh, especially on the second team. on the second night of a road road back to back. Yeah, I think Atlanta's to... like six games above five hundred. They're like thirty six and thirty. Well, not only that, they had the uh, coaching change. And when we talk yeah, about you know McMillan coach of the year, McMillan taking over, 
I mean, they, they went from terrible. They were terrible. Okay. And, and now so, they're, they're yeah. the 14 and 20. They were six games under 500 at one point to now yeah. six over. Are they? Yeah, 36 and 30, aren't they? I don't, yes. I'm not looking at it, but I yeah, thought I am. that's what I saw they, last night. They are. So uh, that means they're yeah. 22 and 10 in the last 32 games. That's a really good pace. It is. I think what's going to happen is the Jazz and Suns are going to finish tied, and the Suns will get it by get virtue the of the sweep. Yep. And as long as the Jazz have their health and Conley can play every playoff game between 25 and 30 minutes a game, I take it. And I don't care. Steph Curry, uh, Del Curry, you, whatever Curry you want there. I don't care who it is. Uh, he can, they can be there. I went to high school with the Tom Curry. He can come back and play. He wasn't a basketball player. Good dude, though. He had a car, and I was way younger. I didn't turn 16 until December of my junior year, so I had to pick off people who I could use for transportation, and Tom Curry was one of them. So, uh, you know be able to use that, you know, because if, if you can't get stuff from your friends, what's the point of having friends? You know, that's the way I look at it. Uh, so. Wait, repeat that again? <laughs> if you can't get stuff from your friends, it's like, what's the point of having? It's like my mother used to say, money loves money. And it's the truth. Money loves money, man. It does. Money hangs with money. Money runs in the same circles and it just gets uh, regurgitated. Uh, back and forth, right? you know. Poor people run with poor people, and that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, we can go back and forth in this country, but man, it's all about uh, socioeconomical situations there. So, I don't care who the seventh place team is. Steph Curry, he's a phenomenal player, having a phenomenal run. But all of a sudden, I'm supposed to be afraid of a 500 Warriors team. Because if I'm afraid of a 500 Warriors team, then I'm pretty much running afraid of everybody. Yep. The goal is, theoretically, <laughs> to finish in these top two spots, get an easy first-round series, and then win a tough second-round series, and now you're in a conference final. And if well, you're doing something you haven't done in 14 years, there's literally nobody who in this organization will be left from that. You know, and... Not, not in the front office, not in the coaching staff, certainly not amongst the players. It's a, it's a high watermark for this group. And that okay. seems like the most likely path to be there. So you want an easy first-round series? Then go freaking beat them four or five games. Yep. And that's if you want it easy, go make it easy because no one's going to make it easy for you. That's the way you have to look at it. There's, if I want to succeed in life, there's not going to be an easy path. And it's not going to be worth it if it is an easy path anyway. If well, you want that's... something, you got to work hard. Because if you don't, if you get it easy, what do you do? You don't appreciate it as much, and you take off with a bunch of sick days and all this other stuff because it was basically handed to you. Come on, look around. We don't see that. But it's not Whereas handed you... to them. This is the difference between this and the four Jazz teams that have gone to the playoffs in previous years. They've always been in the 4-5 series. Well, once they're in the 3-6. They didn't have home court. Okay, once they're in the bubble and there was no home court. But you get the point. They set themselves up in these 4-5 and 3-6 series to play really good teams, and it made it harder. A couple times they prevailed. A couple times they didn't. But you set yourself up as a 1 or 2 seed – You've earned it. You've earned the easier first-round matchup. Now, maybe it'll be the Lakers at seventh who suddenly get healthy for game one, so it may not play out that way, but 
on paper, it ought to. And I think it will. It usually because does. Because I think that the Lakers are going to turn it on. And maybe you do get Dallas in that second round. But, I mean, excuse me, the first round. Uh, so be it. You get Dallas in the first round. What do you want? You, you want Sacramento all three rounds? You're not going to get Sacramento all three <laughs> rounds. 12th place. We're gone. Good night, everybody. See yeah. you later, Kings. No, right now it's Lakers, Mavericks, Blazers, Warriors, Grizzlies. There's literally five teams that could end up number seven. And they all have one level of talent uh, versus another. I mean, I think that they all have some very good players virtually on all those teams. So uh, do I view uh, if it's the Lakers? Yeah. I mean, they scare you the most. I get that because they've got the king. Uh, no no pun intended. I mean, he just is that good when he's healthy. He still is. I still believe in him. But everybody else, they've all got very good players. I mean, they don't have enough of them to contend for the top, but they all are dangerous. So what's the difference? DJ PK, when we come back, everything you missed in this show, the Jazz and the Spurs, Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com joining us, USC playing both Utah and BYU this year. We'll get you up to speed next. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. LeVert trying to answer back with a three out front. No, Westbrook all the way up court. The Beal to the basket. Touchdown. Bacon score right hand. Touchdown. And Bradley Beal gives a touchdown signal with his arms. Wiggins left elbow. Tentative move to JTA. Quick pass to Draymond over to Curry. Curry fires away right side. Knocks down a triple. Now finds Carmelo Anthony. He's in front of Gallinari. Crosses over. Now pulls up. Three-pointer. Buries it. And the foul. Carmelo Anthony, the Hall of Famer, has just passed Elvin Hayes for 10th place on the all-time NBA scoring list. Lakers working the clock. Horton Tucker. Davis. Here he goes. Leans in. Got it! Big bucket by AD! Highlights from around the NBA. The games that really matter to Jazz fans in that mix. The Jazz beating the Spurs. And the Lakers beating the Nuggets. 93-89. LeBron James' ankle isn't right. He's played two games. They lost them both. So he sits down, and the team wins. Anthony Davis goes for 25 points. And the Jazz are now four games in front of the Nuggets, four games in front of the Clippers, only seven games left in the season. So if you're worried about the Jazz dropping to third or fourth, mathematically it could happen, but it seems really unlikely after last night's results. Yeah, I do. And that's good. I don't want to finish lower than second, obviously. Well, they're set up now. If they go four and three, they'll be in the top two. They go four and three down the stretch. They do have to play the Nuggets on Friday, but even if they lose that, uh, you know, you got the Rockets. We got the Spurs before that game and the Rockets after. So if you win those two games, you ought to be in good shape. Do you care that uh, Carmelo Anthony is now a top 10 scorer all time? Well, that's what he's done. That's why he's made millions. Yep. All right. And so when you bring him onto your team, 
uh, and you don't like the way he plays, well, who's that on? <laughs> He's been doing this for a number of years. So I think in the right situation, you know, he could have been on more winning teams. It's hard for me to crack on him individually. He, You know exactly what you're getting. Uh, I, but he's not capable of leading his team anywhere if he's the best player. But yet he's going to be in the Hall of Fame because of just statistics. Yes. You know. I think he'll go in. Don't you? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. as a top 10 scorer, I would expect he goes in. And it's but going to it's... be because of statistics and longevity. Right. It's not going to be because of winning. And basketball is the one sport that I think that should winning, that not completely override statistics because in right now and I don't know what's going to happen but it doesn't look like Damian Lillard is going to be playing in the NBA finals anytime soon but does that take away from his greatness it doesn't really uh, yeah but you it, judge you judge the six foot to six two player differently than you judge the guys who are six six and six ten there's the expectation, and there's the history. Is that, that with or without the afro? That a lot of guys, with or without the afro, in the 6'6 six, six to 6'10 six, range, thank you, Fletch, the 6'6 six, six to 6'10 six, range can dominate the game and can win. And there's uh, just an expectation that as a 6'2 to six, two guy, you're pretty good and you can win some. But, man, if you're not surrounded by the right team, how far are you going? And there's some guys in that range who are Hall of Famers, who didn't win championships, some of them may not have even gotten to the finals, and yet yeah, sure. we still recognize them as just excellent players. Well, Nash never got to the finals. Yeah, yeah, Nash never got there, you're right. But do you look at Nash and Stockton? I mean, those guys yeah. contribute greatly to winning that go beyond the stats. It's right. not, and they, all, they both have great stats. And, you know, Stats are nice and important. But what did you do to help your team win? You know, and I think that's where Carmelo comes up a little bit shy. But when you bring him on your team, you know what he's going to do. So this is what he does, and he does it well. So is it really his fault? How much of a responsibility is it on him? And he played in an era that was different. You know, what would he be doing if he came, if he was 22 years old now and just beginning his career how much different would his game look like? Interesting question. Would he have extended his range to shoot the three better? Because that's the thing. He's deadly 15 to 20 feet, but from three, he's just not that efficient. You know, 35% for a career, that's not awful, but it's not elite. It's certainly not elite. Obviously, it's not. No, and he played in an era in which illegal defense was prominent and pounding the ball into the Mm -hmm. hardwood and isolation and all that stuff. And to the league's credit, they realized, okay, we got the world's best athletes and having two or three of them just stand on the opposite side watching somebody pound it and back it down for 10 seconds, that's pretty boring. That doesn't highlight the natural abilities and, and the work that these guys, they have natural ability, but a lot of them... Have it sure for sure, but I also believe they've also worked like dogs too to hone that skill. So you combine that, and then we're having guys stand around. So he played in an era that, even though he's still an active player, and obviously he's at the tail end, the game has changed so dramatically from the time he came into the league to when the time he goes out of the league. And I think it's changed for the better. Yeah, all true. It has changed, and it has changed for the better. Uh, a couple other things we, we hit on. Uh, digital viewing is getting closer and closer. It's already here, depending on what sport you're watching, at what level. Uh, but for the biggest sports, Thursday night football. 
the NFL announcing Amazon Prime Video is going to go to the digital-only format in 2022. So Fox will have the Thursday night games this year, but next year it'll be streaming with over-the-air viewing in the two local markets of the teams that are playing. So there'll still be that out there. But the future's coming, PK, and we're going to be paying the sports we care about. Maybe the NFL itself will be spread out across four or five different digital platforms. You'll be paying a lot of... A lot of different people to get the sports you want, as opposed to loathing just one specific cable or satellite company you're writing a big check to, which is what people have had to do for the last 20 or 30 years. Yeah, and it's going to just see how it is and what you want, what you can afford, and all that stuff. Uh, I'm sort of stuck. I like having the option of the Diamondbacks, which means I have to have direct to have the Fox package that I pay because I can't get it through the extra innings or the baseball package. So I wonder where I'm going to be. But I pay a ton for my, for, for stuff because I feel like I need the Pac-12 network. So I freaking got two different systems. I got that for work. And that that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, I told you the story that Brian Dunseth, who I do the RSL games with, and he's got a satellite radio show five days a week. And so he's got to follow a bunch of soccer yeah, leagues. He's all in. Yeah, and he's yeah. paying... Well, he's, he's got to follow five different. I don't know if he's trading with somebody or what. I'm not checking his bills. But I suppose there'll be some of that, and I suppose companies will try to crack down on that. Because certainly, you know, Yach, you'll be wanting to watch a bunch of stuff, and your dad will want to watch stuff, and then you got siblings and, you know, the brothers-in-law. and So, oh, I'll get this one, you get that one. Oh, trade that. Yeah, there'll be a lot of that going no, on. It's no, not, it's not when. It's already happening. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, to, you know, if you want to watch the Jazz, will you have one? But if you want to watch the NBA playoffs, do you have to have another? And then if you want to watch the Utes, the Utes or the Cougars, well, it's going to change. They're at the end of an old contract, and it'll be different in the new one, I expect. Um, and then do you want to watch the NFL? And so some of these will probably overlap. You know, it looks like ESPN's going to own a bunch of stuff going forward. Uh, but Amazon's getting in. That's a new one, you know? So... If you have to have the, the Fox, NBC, CBS, and ESPN service and need Amazon, like, how many of these do people want to pay for? How many can they afford to pay for? It's going to be, it's going to be a headache going forward. Nobody likes change, and this is going to be change that hits us in the pocketbook. Well, a change, a change will do you good. Well, certainly doing the NFL good. They're getting a big old check for it, so there's that. And then uh, baseball, Dustin May. We've been talking about injuries in basketball. I think you can make the argument that seven of the top eight teams in the West have been hit by significant injuries in the NBA. Only the Suns really seem to be sailing through uh, pretty unscathed. Uh, And then you look at baseball and the Dodgers, the overwhelming favorite to win it all. But they got pitchers going down left and right. And Dustin May, Tommy John surgery. So he's out for all of this season, and he's probably going to be out for – a big chunk of next season, maybe even all of it. We'll have to see how that plays out. We do, yeah. Brutal. But they still got pitching. They're not completely out. They've just taken some hits. I guess the Padres have taken hits too, so it oh, happens. It's going It's going to happen again. Ryan Abraham, USC football, joining us to uh, uscfootball.com. He's owner and publisher of that. Join us as SC looks ahead. Uh, they've got to play Utah midseason. Uh, I think it's game six, right before they get their bye week and go to Notre Dame. And they play BYU for the 12th and final game of the year. 
What level, uh, after listening to Ryan, what level of confidence do you have in USC's ability to be USC and be awesome? Or do you think they're 9-3 and three and vulnerable? Well, I think 9-3 and three is pretty good. Uh, I think that uh, there's a, a couple of teams that uh, have an opportunity. I think as uh, Utah and ASU have chances to beat those teams. Uh, I can't remember where the uh, – the, I guess the Utes would get them down there since the Chargers right. did come up here this season. Yep. Uh, and in that crazy season uh, that we had last season. But, yeah, I think that they are right there. They're not, I, I wouldn't necessarily view them as the overwhelming favorite, but when you're bringing in some, a bunch of new guys that I haven't seen play, you know, and, and so many of them are highly touted, some of them are going to come through. Now, this Foreman kid should be a beast. Uh, I think that defensive end, normally that translates. If you're really good in high school, you're really good in the college game. So I think defensively they're probably going to be okay, you know, if the offensive line can hold up and see what they got there. And uh, Slobos has to stay healthy because they did bring in the other kid, did blow out his knee in the spring game, and you got two first-year freshmen backing him up. That's not ideal at all. So they have to make sure that uh, Slovis gets rid of the ball and is not touched whatsoever. All right, DJ PK, when we come back, your feedback, stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Time for your feedback, everything you think about this show. You've been tweeting at us, and I said, how nice is it to put a whooping on the Spurs? PK put that up on our Facebook page. I put it out on Twitter, PK. Got 14 likes. I assume that that's just a simple, yeah, that was nice. Do that again. I enjoyed that. Uh, Cruz says, they're one of a handful of teams I'll always stress about playing. Pop has always had them playing tough and grinding out victories. It's nice to not feel like an automatic loss, though. So that's that jazz fan you referenced earlier in the show. There is still uh, some of the leftover feelings from losing to Tim Duncan for uh, a couple decades. What do you think of the way uh, Greg looks that he should go on tour with Crosby, Stills, and Nash? So it's funny you throw that out there. Uh, They took a shot at him, and I thought this multiple times. They haven't put it out on Twitter, but with the Jazz game and more people seeing the long, flowing COVID white hair, I guess he didn't get a haircut and then decided to just go with it. It's like he looks like a movie character, but he looks like a lot, and then you go to music too. and So he looks like some famous people. Who does he look like? People really took that and ran with it. There were so many responses. The first thing with the white hair, I, I just thought Doc from Back to the Future. But people were sending me stuff from uh, Lord of the Rings. He looks like a 110, 111-year-old Bilbo. And uh, he looks like Gandalf. And then there was Tales of the Crypt. That one, uh, Ben Anderson, who comes on our show, covers the jazz at KSL.com, put that uh, gif out there in response. And it got a ton of likes. I'm not Tales from the Crypt guy, but, man, the people who are, they were all about it. And it just, it just went on and on, and you just added to it. <laughs> <laughs> the game wasn't that competitive, so it was something for people to get into. I think he should. You know, I don't know if he plays an instrument, but at least you, know, you can give him a mic along those other three guys, and you don't even have to have his mic live. And he can just sing and just kind of sway. Teach your children well. <laughs> It got a lot of uh, a lot of people said President Snow from the Hunger Games. Uh, one guy sent in, well, he looks like Tony Blair currently, the former <laughs> the former Prime Minister of England. Uh, There's all all kinds of stuff thrown out there. It was uh, the old dude from Poltergeist at the screen door. That one came up again. So 
Oh, yeah, I think that's definitely who he looks like. Uh, he looks like Hulk Hogan. He doesn't have the Fu Manchu mustache, but other than that. Yeah, he uh, looks like Hulk Hogan. No, he's, yeah. he had to be big. Uh, James, uh, James Brigham says, uh, James Brigham Han says, uh, he'll always be the Wizard of Oz to me. And he's got, he's got a clip from the movie there. So yeah. there's a million of them. A lot of Donald Sutherland ones out there. So People running with that. Uh, Devin says it's nice to take care of business against bottom of the playoff teams like San Antonio and Memphis, and I expect the Jazz to do it again tomorrow. Um, I think they should win, yeah. It won't be as easy, though, because the back-to-back was a factor, you think? You think it was a factor, though, because it was right from the get-go. We've seen a lot of teams come in here and run out of gas in the second half, middle of the third quarter. This was, they took it right to them. The Jazz didn't, they had a full tank. They did. So I think it was more about the Jazz. And the Spurs are mentally beaten. Mm. Rather than So will that happen again Wednesday? The Spurs are mentally beaten and the Jazz again with a day off at home. Jazz got a couple of wins, you know, and I think this group wants to show. This group is hungry. This group that right now, minus the two guys. Because uh, I think they all understand what's at stake. And so go ahead and beat these teams that you should have a decent chance to beat. I think they were embarrassed Friday night. That game was never competitive in Phoenix. Phoenix just took it to them yep. right from the start. They, I, mean, they literally, I, I stopped watching the game. Didn't need I, to see it. Nothing was going to change. They weren't no. coming back. Right. And so, you know, it was uh, butt-whipping there. So, you know, they've got some guys. And, and I think that individually, you want to play well. You want to get on a roll. I can remember sitting in the Jazz locker room and having Hornacek tell me, you know, the last 10 games, you really, really want to hone in. And so they don't have their guys right now, all their guys, but the guys that they do have individually want to play well. And I love the defensive effort the last two games. And there's no reason why that can't continue. Um, I mean, they really locked down Toronto in the second half. And last night I thought that they were strong the entire game. And so with that, you know, that gives you an opportunity to win ball games. You make a few shots and you're good to go. So why can't that be recreated? It's not like I look at their uh, game against the Spurs and they go, wow, man, the guys had career games or season games or hot streaks. Not, not really. They, they did what they're all capable of doing. Living in SLC says, I think I'm one of the uh, fans, much more realistic. I know the Jazz are a good team this season. The occasional losses are just a loss. They're still a good team. And I can also admit when the Jazz foul, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he knows there's some Jazz fans get a little worked up during games. He sees Twitter. (laughs) That wasn't a foul. These refs are terrible. The league is fixed. Everybody's against us. Okay, you might have fouled at some point. And if the league were against you, Carl Malone wouldn't have shot the most free throws in oh, NBA really? history. Uh, you know, the <laughs> phrase, it is what it is, I think that applies to refereeing probably yep. most accurately. Uh, and you voice some frustration, but don't get caught up. I think that's what Dennis Lindsay was trying to say last year about Rudy Gobert. You know, complain in the moment, but do it as you're busting back. If, you, if it should be on offense or whenever it is or in a dead ball situation. But don't let it dominate your thoughts, man, because then it's a distraction and you don't want that. And, you know, let the coach handle that or, uh, you know, maybe a captain. I don't even know if the Jazz have a captain or whatever. Uh, try to concentrate on what you can control, those types of cliche things. And, and I don't have any problem saying stuff to referees because I think that's part of the game, particularly for the coaches. 
but don't let it overwhelm you to where it becomes uh, a negative influence as far as winning the game. Scotty and Hans are coming up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow from 6 to 10 on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.